Welcome everyone to the My Bible Works podcast. I'm your host and mentor for this show, Cub Cooker. If you're new here, welcome. Each and every day we go through the Bible together and look at biblical concepts and how to apply them to our lives today. Today we have an incredible message for you about the biblical concept of overflow. Now, I will warn you, this is not a normal message that you would hear in a church service or from a television pastor or anything like that. I'm not a pastor. I'm just a mentor who loves the Bible and loves to go through it with you. I love to look for truth hidden in plain sight and look practically, spiritually at God's word. So let's dive right in. Welcome to the MyBible.Works podcast. I'm your host, Cub Cooker. In this tribe, we believe God reveals secrets to us and we expect spiritual treasure. The kingdom of God is in our midst, inside us and around us. We are thankful to have been given much and know we will receive even more. We renew our minds daily through scripture and the power of prayer. We manifest our faith through thought, emotion, prayer, and action. We believe the Word of God is highly effective and sharper than any sword. Welcome and smash that subscribe. Welcome, My Bible Works tribe. Cub Cooker here. We're going to go ahead and dive right in as we're looking at Joel 2.24. And then I want to explain how this message is going to be different from any message you've heard on Overflow. So Joel 2.24 in the ESV says, The threshing floors shall be full of grain, the vats shall be overflowing with wine and oil. So right away we see this verse, which is used in so many sermons and uh, Bible study series on the concept of overflow, that God obviously comes in and fills everything up, right? Well, yes, he does, but we can also take the fact that the Bible at many points, including in Joel, is talking to a people of old, talking to God's people and writing this story that we can take today and we can apply to our lives to see the character of God. But we also have to look at the character of the people and we have to look at the character of ourselves. If we are to receive overflow, what must we do to prepare our hearts? So we're getting into the Get Your House in Order series, the very end of this series, uh, as we go through the acronym FATHOM. The faithful, aware, tending, helping, and now today overflowing and moldable. And we're going to do part five and six of this in one episode because they fit together beautifully. So I'm coming to you on a Sunday here. We normally do this series uh, or the series every week, Monday through Saturday. Saturday got away from us. We had a family event, and so uh, I'm back here on Sunday to get this out here for you guys. This is going to be what really ties this whole Get Your House in Order series together, because if you don't get this part of it, then the rest of it doesn't really matter. So this is highly, highly important that we all get this, including myself. I'm preaching first and foremost to myself here uh, because uh, I need to know this. I've got to take this home with me. And as God reveals stuff to me through these studies, I want to make sure I correctly relay them to our community here, to our tribe, but also to myself so that I can take the most from them. 
So how to receive overflow and let it mold us into new people, even in scary times. Now, guys, I've received blessings before and almost allowed them to be ruined because things around the blessing were not calm. They were not fun. They were not easy to navigate or deal with. And I know for a lot of you guys who watch this show or listen to the podcast, you're in similar situations. Maybe your investments are just starting to pay off. Maybe the family members that you've been praying for are starting to come around. Maybe your own life, you have a spiritual awakening and you're starting to get things that you haven't gotten before and starting to live in a new light. And that is wonderful, but that doesn't change the actual world that we have to live in. So what do we do to handle these blessings, this overflow to prepare us as a vessel for the blessing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And that's how this message is going to be so different from what you've heard before. I've listened to hundreds probably of overflow messages, abundance messages, uh, manifesting, you name it, how to get what you want in life, because we all want what we want in life, right? Well, this message today is going to very clearly point towards the will of God. And the idea of aligning ourselves with the will of God and preparing ourselves for the blessing that he has in store for us. Because I believe God wants to bless us, but he also wants to prepare us. We are a vessel for him to pour into. And so we're going to look very carefully today at what God has stored up for us if we're willing to prepare our vessel. Psalms 23, 5. You prepare a table before me in my presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And what a beautiful sentiment to know that God basically shows us off in front of our enemies and anoints our head with oil, showing that we're chosen and that we're favored by him. Our cup overflows. And while this is a wonderful thing to think, are we really ready for this type of treatment? Have we prepared our hearts? And I know for myself, this message series of Get Your House in Order has been particularly poignant because it's shown me a lot of areas of my life that weren't prepared. Parts of my heart that were holding on to things they shouldn't. Physical things I was holding on to that I shouldn't and mindsets that I had and patterns that I was presented with on a regular basis and choosing to step into that were holding me back mentally and spiritually from the physical and spiritual blessings that God has for me. So I want to share that with you today. And by the end of this, I know that you're going to come away with a brand new understanding of what it means to receive overflow from the Lord and take it into our lives as a worthy vessel through Christ to multiply into the world. And we see with the last verse that God wants to show off his chosen ones. And I want to be that guy. I know you want to be that person as well. So Ephesians 3.19 And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I put this verse here because as we start looking into this landscape, 
If you're watching on YouTube, notice the backgrounds here. We just have these beautiful repeating landscapes because there is a vastness that God has. There is a vastness in us. While I think a lot of overflow messages look at the human being as we are to be filled up to the top, to the top of our head, when really God created our souls, our spirits, our beingness as these vast canyons that you see in the imagery where we can never be filled up. We know that we seek filling through money, through bad relationships, through pornography, through different churches or messages that we want to hear, through different business opportunities. But when it comes to it all, are we not just a massive, massive vessel a well, a hole, a canyon to be filled up by the very fullness of God. If you watch or listen to this show regularly, you know that we get into this time where it's not a message, it's a session of meditation, a mindscape into the very scriptures that are breathed by God. And so hold on to the idea and the imagery that you see in the background that this is you and me. We're not just little creatures that walk around on this planet with arms and legs and eyes and ears and tongues that can cut to the very heart of man. But we can receive a filling that can only come from God because we are vast, infinite, spiritual beings who require a filling that only God can offer. Proverbs 18.15 An intelligent heart acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. In today's session, we're using a lot of imagery of water and canyons and the idea that water carves out these crevices, these canyons, these estuaries, if you will, into the very core of our being. And so to have an intelligent heart, if you've ever read the book, Emotional Intelligence, an intelligent heart acquires knowledge. This doesn't mean being an academic. This means being a perpetual student and seeker of knowledge, of spiritual knowledge. And the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. And so that's what we're doing by going through these scriptures every day. They continue to carve into the rocks, into the hard places in our heart and our soul. And guide us towards a more perfect life that God desires for us through Christ. Proverbs 19.2 Desire without knowledge is not good, and whoever hate, makes haste with his feet misses his way. And I know from experience, when I rush into things, I trip and fall, and God is always there to pick me up. We know he's so good to do that. But I also know that there is a subtle failing and falling and folly that we as humans overlook 
And it's the fact that desire is not a bad thing. To desire the investment to pay off. To desire the friend to come back into our lives. To desire the marriage that is strong and healthy. To desire the status in a community. To desire our church to do well. To desire our business to thrive. But without knowledge, this is not good. For we are merely protecting ourselves from something or filling our ego which quickly fills up and runs over into the lives of others. When we gather knowledge, knowledge of what overflow is, knowledge of the character of God, knowledge and knowing of who we are in God, as he is one with us and we are one with him through Christ, we know that our desire can be turned into good. And I will tell you from experience, my desires have often started from a place of flesh, from a place of fear, from a place of protecting myself or providing for my family. All sound like good things until they are not counting on God. And so that desire with knowledge added to it, knowledge of the things I'm investing in, knowledge of how I'm going to use the investment when it pays off, knowledge of who the other person is that I desire to have a relationship with, knowledge of how to share God's word, knowledge of how to handle power when I'm given power, knowledge of how to be a leader, knowledge of how to be a good steward of all good things that God pours into our lives. This makes the difference and turns desire as a consuming flame into a flame of life. Isaiah 43, 18-19 Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a brand new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. We often hear this message preached at us in this prosperous type of way where the areas of our lives that are dried up, God will bring new water into. But I'm here to tell you right now that new water on dry ground only washes it out and washes away anything that was growing. So as we gather knowledge and we focus our desire on God's will and we allow the overflow that he pours into our life, the rivers in our life, to carve out valleys into the hard rock, to develop a system of overflow that runs through us without destroying us. This is, I believe, one of the biggest pitfalls. The Bible even talks about that, you know, money gained very quickly will be quickly lost. Yet the continual gathering of money or resources over time will be kept. And that's because knowledge can be gathered over time as well. So seeking, gathering knowledge first and preparing our hearts and our lives 
our homes, our families for the blessing so that we're living into the blessing and the blessing has somewhere to flow to me and my life and my experience that has been an absolute key to success. Colossians 3.10 in the ESV and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. And here's another perfect example of a verse that is pulled out, pulled out of a narrative, pulled out of a narrative being spoken to a people who are looking for truth. Put on new self, renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. If we don't look at anything else around this verse, it's easy to take this verse as this is something that just magically happens in our lives. We have a new self. We're renewed in knowledge after the image of our creator. Yet is this not something that we have to choose to do? God offers us a new self, but we have to choose it. We don't put on a new self and still hold on to the pile of junk in our lives emotionally physically spiritually you cannot put new clothing in an old closet full of old clothes and moths so we have to at the very core start over with our precepts of who god is and who we are and this is the message that i've been sharing for a while guys is that Sometimes we have to start over to really choose to put on a new self. This is not an affected new human that we decide to be. This is an abandonment of our old ways, our old thoughts, our old religion even. To step into a renewed being and continually seek knowledge after the image of our creator. Psalm 51.10 Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. There is no more noble prayer than this one when it comes to receiving overflow and blessing. Because without a clean heart and a right spirit, we squander everything. The flesh of human beings is destined for dust. The hard heart of man is destined for loneliness and despair. The evil actions that come out of us from having an unclean heart and a misaligned spirit with God. I just encourage all of us to look to God to receive a clean heart and renew our spirits. Revelation 21, 6. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. And guys, in my life, every good thing given to me is merely just a shadow, a representation of what God really offers. 
He provides finances in our life to show us the richness that dwells in his presence. He provides us friends and relationships to show us the brotherhood that is in Christ. He provides us beautiful marriages to show us what it means to be the bride of Christ. Everything we receive on this earth is a physical representation of a spiritual gift. And when we begin to look at the physical blessings we receive and strip away the physicality of them and view them in spirit, that is when we become powerful. That is when we become true disciples of Christ. John 4:14 But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. We've all heard this verse before, but a quick look deeper reveals something absolutely mystical and magical and transforming. To drink of the water that Christ offers, to never want again, that water will well up in us and become a spring, welling us up to eternal life. This is a change that happens in us that is so different from what most people experience on a religion or church level. This is the very well that Christ drinks from himself and desires us to drink from as well. His sacrifice opened this well to all. And if we choose it, it will change us forever and quite possibly ruin every desire we've had towards money, towards women or men or relationships or poor choices or preferred cities to live in, or the type of church we need to be in, or the type of look we need to have for others. This water will literally well up in us and change us, making us a spring of living water as Christ was. James 3.11 does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water. This isn't talking about forcing ourselves continually to avoid sin, but rather showing us the power of the transforming Christ within us. When we pour forth with fresh water from that very spring that Christ drank of himself and become like him, and become connected to him and become through him then we can never bubble up salt water again and when we try it only poisons our well Jeremiah 2.13 for my people have committed two evils one they have forsaken me the fountain of living waters and two they've hewn out cisterns for themselves broken cisterns that can hold no water. 
And this message for me is almost emotional today because I know how often I have built a cistern or a jar of clay for myself full of holes and it has done nothing but take God's promises and blessings in my life and leak them out everywhere to where not even I could drink from them. So next time you ask God for that blessing, think about what you're going to do with it. Is your jar ready? Have you allowed him to fashion a jar or a cistern in your life that is ready to hold the blessing? Have you thought about the fact that we are all canyons, vast, vast canyons ready to be filled up? We are spiritual beings, not little humans that need an extra hundred dollars here or an extra thousand dollars there or an extra friend or relationship or a fling with someone or a quick look on the internet at something we shouldn't or a new group to be a part of or a new path to follow rather than maybe just maybe wrap up the path that we've been on and allow God to really mold us anew. When faced with the end of the world or your idea of the world, are we trusting God with our jars of clay that he will keep them full? Are we willing to keep pouring our jars out knowing he will fill them with living water in every area of our lives? Are we willing to let God's overflow carve channels in our life, making a way for continued overflow to take path and flow. I know the answer to this for me is it's very hard sometimes because there's areas of my life I don't want carved out. I like them, I'm comfortable with them. But maybe the new blessing that's going to flow in my life, in your life, is going to carve out something we were comfortable with, that we thought we needed. When really, the waters of the heavens, the spring of life, the well that Christ himself drank from and invited us to drink from too, cannot be stopped. It wells up and bubbles up, and it will push out anything in its way. Because it is at the very essence of life. And when we try to add things to it, when we try to put the salt water in, it wells up all the more and pushes it out. The idea of blessing and overflow is great, and we all love sermons and series and Bible studies that tell us we're going to get everything we want if we just give it to God and share it with others. When really there's a hidden possibility here that maybe that very blessing is going to push out all the comfort in our lives maybe it's going to carve channels in us maybe it's going to well up continually changing us at our core forever i find this a beautiful message and i find this to be very true in my life i also find it to be very biblically based and that's the type of message i like to share on here to find the truth hidden in plain sight, the things that we've missed, the things that we've overlooked, the things that God wants us to see today. 
I hope you've enjoyed this series. If you have, give us a like here. Share it with a friend. You're always welcome to support this ministry through the support link down below. And never forget, you can join mybible.works at www.mybible.works completely for free and join a wonderful community of other people just like you who seek knowledge first, who want to know the truth about God and themselves and what our part in all of this is. I hope you have a beautiful afternoon. Thank you for joining me. I love you and I will see you on next week's series. Peace. Tribe, if you enjoyed that episode, be sure and hit that subscribe button. That's the best way you can support us here on the channel. If you love growing in love and finding out more about God in the heavenly realms, then head over to mybible.works and engage in our free community. Let's grow in truth together.